following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Mondays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up. And this week, you can get in on the Pistons and the NBA action. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And new customers who use code HUGE when they sign up can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for just betting 5 bucks on the Pistons or any NBA game. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Mondays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by DraftKings. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together for our number three on a swift-moving Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. What a weekend it was for the Michigan fan base, football team, season, school, alums. I want to give a shout-out to a few members. I think it's a 2003 Michigan football team. I ran into them where we were hanging out at Union Rec in Ann Arbor with Marty Boer from the Michigan Sports Network, also Drew and the crew from Impact Power Sports. You want the power toys. You want a tricked-out golf cart, side-by-sides, whatever it is. You're out there two-wheeling, four-wheeling, electric bikes, and more. Your West Michigan Yamaha golf cart go-to headquarters, Impact Power Sports, 14-mile road in Rockford, north side of town. Yeah, I had someone come up and said he was a lawyer in Lexington, Kentucky. Marty Boer was sitting there for the Michigan Sports Network, and the guy says, I listen to you every day on the iHeart app. And he played for Michigan back in 2003, and I said, well, man, I appreciate you listening. Who you're here with? He says, I'm with some of my teammates. We were at the alumni tent before the game today. I said, well, I'll pop over when I'm done eating. And I'll say hello, and I went over, and I forget all their names. I really do. It was a long day. This is Saturday night, grabbing a bite to eat after the tailgate at Stadium Club 327. Lomas Brown hanging out then. The game drew from Impact Power Sports, his wife, Kathy Mason from their marketing team. Just a great day. Mark Ewell's parents the executive director of the MHSAA, told Mark that we made them feel like big shots. So we did. I hooked them up. They got photos with Lomas, put them on a tab, especially once they said they weren't drinking alcohol. Drink what you want to. I got you back, okay? So thank you to Martin at that Stadium Club 327. You're a corporate group. You want to rent a tailgate next year for a Michigan home game or an event in Ann Arbor. 327 East. Hoover, right? Is that correct, Superfly? Yeah, I want to make sure. Because you, you had that address wrong all week. 
So now Michigan is preparing for the Hawkeyes of Iowa. Gary Dolphin, the voice of Iowa, will join us tomorrow from Iowa City with a preview of the 10-2 and two Hawkeyes, who are ranked number 18 in the latest coaches poll. Michigan, hey, you you beat number two Ohio State at home. You win at Pace, or Penn State. Two of the last three weeks, and you don't move up to number one because Georgia, what, struggled to beat Georgia Tech? It's a ripoff. Really is. The hardball hate is transparent. People are like, oh, they hate him because he cheats. No, yeah, they tried to say that. So how to work out? How the cheating work out against Franklin, who hasn't won any big games at Penn State? Total fraud. Uh, how to work out against Ryan Day the last three years? Oh, you see the Buckeyes with the three guys in the, like the purple, green, yellow, look like Sherbert colors. Someone's going to steal those signs. Are you kidding me? Every single coach who complained, look at how they finished their season since they complained. Kirk Ferentz said it's no big deal. What Kirk do? Win the West. Hey, Matt Rule, how to work out for you? <coughs> Let me check the bowl list. You're not going to a bowl. Hey, Greg Schiano, how to work out for you? Hey, James Franklin, how'd whining about Michigan work out for you? Hey, Ryan Day, even on the eve of the game, whining about Michigan. How'd that work out for you? Think about that. Hey, Purdue, you're the worst team in the league. How'd it work out for you? What they all tried to do to bury Harbaugh in Michigan football because they're good. Matt Rule will never win. He, he'll take them to bowl games. He's not winning championships at Nebraska. Any coach that took that route, that ripped on Harbaugh when Harbaugh was asked to leave that call, I guarantee they won't have their jobs in four years. Guarantee it. And Kirk Ferentz says it's no big deal. NCAA could have fixed this Big Ten a long time ago. Let's just go play football Saturday night. Isn't that refreshing? Oh, so Ryan Day has no excuse. Hey, Michigan was even a little bit too conservative at the end. Open the door, a touchdown, you win, Ryan. And you can celebrate with your Buckeye faithful if that would have happened. That You know what? He cheated the first two years. And now, Buckeye Jesus said, he shall not be victorious. But Ryan Day will have to wait another day to beat Michigan. And Superfly Hayes decided after a few adult beverages to drop Chris Ballas a text on Saturday and say there should be an asterisk next to this Big Ten East title. I can't repeat what Chris Ballas sent back to Superfly Hayes. But let's just say... It wasn't nice. Yeah, look at all those coaches that complained. Oh, really? I do hope that the the Big Ten starts an investigation to see, not that Ohio State says there's no connection. No, 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 no. To see if there's any connection to Ryan Day or his family to hiring a private investigative firm. I thought there might be a run for Texas A&M by Ryan Day But Elko got that job, the former Duke coach. And Michigan State hired a very good coach in Jonathan Smith. 
He's losing guys to the portal. It's basically like starting over. So if you're a Michigan State fan with the addition of Washington, additions, plural, Washington, Oregon, USC, and UCLA, it's going to be a three, four-year process to rebuild that program. Mel Tucker tore it down. The worst $95 million invested this side of Juan Gonzalez. Go to Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com. One of our Michigan insiders, he is standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? Oh, you know, just another day here in, uh, in uh, maybe paradise isn't the word. I'm looking outside and there's snow everywhere, but another, another productive weekend, huh? Yeah, you know what? You get uh, at least another week of big conversation. I think it will extend beyond this weekend. Michigan should take care of business against Iowa. But let's start with the Ohio State game, Anthony. Uh, what what was the standout moment for you? I think that, I mean, just the game in general. Uh, you know, you'd objectively take a step back. You go back and rewatch that game. One of the best games of the college football season. You know, I know that there's, you know, you have your shootouts in the Pac-12 and the Big 12, and you have the basketball on grass, and you have, and then the flip side of that is that you have whatever it is the Big Ten West plays. But this was a game where, you know, you had fireworks on both sides. Uh, it wasn't super high scoring, so every possession counted, every first down counted, every yard counted, and you know, even with Michigan, you know, going up by two scores in the fourth quarter, Ohio State has the ball with under a minute to go with a chance to take the lead, you know, on Michigan's side of the field. So that game had everything, Um, you know, signature moment, obviously, you know, there's a number of things you can point to. I mean, for me, it's, you don't want to see a guy like Zach Sinner go down, but to score on the very next play, um, you know, that's, that's stuff that's right out of a movie. And then to end the game, we have a guy like Rod Moore, who really hasn't, I don't want to say he hasn't played well this year, but he's been injured, hasn't really been his normal vintage Rod Moore self. An Ohio guy didn't get an offer from Ohio State. He makes the game ceiling interception as Ohio State's driving to try and win the game. Um, a ton of moments like that. It was great theater, great atmosphere. Um, yeah, I mean, it, just, it was just kind of a program affirming moment for the Wolverines. It really was. I, again, I haven't been to every big game at the big house, but from the outside looking in, what's transpired the all year, really going back to the suspension self-imposed suspension of Harbaugh to start the season. The expectations on this team, something that hasn't been talked about, how these coaches through six games minus Harbaugh, and I mean every coach on that staff, and these players, that they never lost focus of the goal to finish the regular season 12-0. and And really, we all knew going in, that three-game stretch at Penn State, at Maryland, Ohio State at home was going to be the season. And they delivered through all that noise, through all that BS, and now they're going to play an Iowa team that is 10 and 10-2. They are 18th ranked. Uh, I get they can't score. The over-under is at 35-and-a-half. That seems to favor Michigan being minus 23. A Wolverines blowout is what the odds makers are predicting on the DraftKings Sportsbook big board. Uh, your thoughts on Iowa. Is it sitting there as a trap game? Trap game probably isn't the right word because there has to be a dangerous trap to fall into. This, this <laughs> team can't score. They can't. They can't move the football. So, you know that alone. I mean, if Michigan scores a touchdown in this game, I was probably cooked. Unless there's you know something crazy happens. But uh, you know what? 
I, I like this matchup for Michigan, like I, the same way I did a couple of years ago when they played it. In that you know you're coming off this big emotional win, emotional few weeks. There's there can't be any let up because the way that Kirk Ferentz coaches that team, the way that they build their defense, they do not make mistakes. They are always where they need to be, and if you make a mistake, they will pounce on it. And then that's what you know through all the crap that they've dealt with this year, the Hawkeyes in terms of the injuries, the offense. That team hasn't flinched, and you know similarly to. When Michigan's been put in those tough spots, they haven't flinched. So what a game against Iowa always does, anytime you play the Hawkeyes, no matter the amount of firepower they have, is that they are going to test your focus and test your discipline and test your ability to lock back in coming off of a game like Ohio State. You know, Last year it was you go to Iowa, it's your first road trip of the year, coming off of you know a, a bit of a shaky game in the Big Ten opener against Maryland. So for this, the purposes of this team – now that you have Harbaugh back, it's it's still all hands on deck. And, you know, it's about, you know, this is year three in a row of this now. It, it is so much more about, it, there, there's more on the line than a Big Ten title now. Like, you still have to, I still think you have to win this game Saturday to punch your ticket to the playoff. I, I don't think you want to, and I don't think they will put themselves in a position where a loss, you have to wait for other things to happen. But, um, you know, they're, they're bigger fish to fry now. They're bigger fish to fry than the Penn State Nittany Lions, the Ohio State Buckeyes. They're bigger fish to fry than this game on Saturday. Everything they do now has to be refocusing themselves for the college football playoff because in this run they've had the last three years, the only narrative they haven't really killed yet is that they can win in the postseason and kind of recapture that fire you know, from the regular season. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't. they expected to be here. Uh, it's not like a couple of years ago where you know you're you're talking about a coronation and a changing of the guard. No, like Michigan rules this conference right now, and they still have so much more to play for. Anthony Broom for the Wolverine.com, one of the Michigan insiders joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. So I I agree with you. Michigan's a prohibitive favorite Saturday, twenty three and a half points on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. So with the W. And Georgia winning, and if Washington would beat Oregon on Friday night, and Florida State beats Louisville with their backup quarterback on the Seminole side, that will be your college football playoff. And more than likely, it would be Michigan Washington in the Rose Bowl in the opener. That's why I think this jockeying in the polls is kind of setting that up. And you get Georgia and Florida State in the other Sugar Bowl semifinal, where it does get interesting if Alabama beats Georgia, Michigan beats Iowa, Michigan will be the overall number one seed. If Oregon beats Washington, I think they're in as a one-loss team. But you have Texas out there uh, playing Oklahoma State, so they're not going to get a lot of juice in that. You have Ohio State sitting on one loss, but their biggest win of the year is at Notre Dame or Penn State uh, at home. Uh, That's Alabama lost to Texas at home, but... What if they beat Georgia in the SEC title game? Good luck. You know, Michigan has the easiest path to a locked bid, I would say, in being that big favorite over Iowa. Yeah, you just have to win and you're in. And I really do think with the way that everything sets up right now, um, because again, college football playoff and those matchups, it's still, it's still a TV show. It's still a product that they're assembling. And I think that, to me, the tea leaves are there that Michigan would, would go to the Rose Bowl. They're probably going to play 
the uh, the Pac-12 champion, whoever that winds up being, which with the subplot of that being, you know, obviously a future conference matchup as well uh, in terms of what's coming next year. So to me, that that feels like the most the most likely outcome. Uh, whether Michigan's a one seed or not, I think that's probably the scenario we're looking at. Um, and then from there, you see what happens. I, I, I have a hard time. I, I don't know that the path is as easy for Ohio State to sneak in like it was last year. And not that it was easy. A lot of things had to happen. But, you know, you've got that Pac-12 champion ahead of them. You've got, you know, Florida State's able to find a win. You've got, the, you know, you I know there's been a lot of talk about them without Jordan Travis. You can't keep them out if they're undefeated. I think that would be wrong, especially given a team like Ohio State won the national title with a third-string quarterback back in 2014. So I think an undefeated Florida State still has the leg up. But, uh, you know, a lot to sort out. To me, I think maybe the most consequential uh, conference championship weekend maybe that we've seen since the college football playoff was installed. So really exciting. I mean, some, just some great matchups coming up this weekend, too. So a lot of teams have to win and play their way in. And Michigan, you know, to their credit, they essentially had two playoff games in Penn State and then with this game against Ohio State on Saturday. So Saturday was a play-in game for Michigan and Ohio State, and Michigan won it, and now they're in the driver's seat. Can't wait for Saturday night. Big Ten Championship Saturday. Michigan, like I said, 23-and-a-half-point favorite on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Big board, the Hawkeyes of Iowa, 10-2, and two, number 18 in the country, 8 o'clock, that will be on Fox on Saturday night uh, down in Indy. Anthony, appreciate the update. Uh, we'll talk Friday, and I'll get your pick on the game. Sounds great. Thank you, guys. All right, Anthony Broom checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. We do have our Honolulu Blue. Huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Honolulu Blue is an adult-crafted cocktail, blue raspberry lemonade, and vodka that you can enjoy on game day, any day, tailgates, celebrating a big win, or even trying to relax after a tough loss. Look for Honolulu Blue at your local restaurant, pub, or bar, or in stores all across Michigan. Good and bad from the weekend in sports. You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank, by the way, with locations all across Michigan because they are a Michigan-based bank. You can join in 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, top right! DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, H-U-G-E, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Detroit Lions were at home for their annual Thanksgiving Day game against the Green Bay Packers and dropped their seventh straight on the holiday. A brutal start to the day that allowed 275 play drives by the Packers offense and a fumbled scoop and score had the Lions down 20-6 in the first quarter alone. Three lost fumbles from Jared Goff as the O-line had their worst outing of the season, allowing 12 total quarterback hits, three sacks, and endless pressures. Detroit made it somewhat respectable in the second half, but a worrisome game to say the least, losing 29-22 to their divisional rival. They now get a 10-day layoff before their Sunday matchup this week on the road in New Orleans against the Saints for a 1 o'clock kickoff on Fox. 
Bill Simonson here for my friends at Urban U. They're Michigan's best med spa. Now, they have multiple locations in the Grand Rapids metro area, and you'll find an Urban U location in Northville on the east side of the state. And this is a message for any guy listening right now. How often do you think about your skin health care? Well, Urban U has multiple options that could help you immediately. Whether you work out a lot, you run, your job requires a lot of sweating, you need to think about your skin health care, and Urban U can help you, hydrofacials, and so much more, or even your kids. Think about that. If your son, your daughter's playing a lot of sports and they're having trouble with their skin health care, Urban U has options that can help today. Just go to theurbanu.com to find out more. Locations in the Grand Rapids metro area and on the east side of the state in Northville. Go to theurbanu.com. Bonus points with M-Perks at Meyer for just one more way to save this holiday season. Shop groceries, apparel, gifts, and more, and earn points on it all. And right now, earn two times the points for every dollar you spend on select Meyer brand food. Earn points every time you shop and redeem them anytime you want. Make Meyer your one-stop shop for everything you need this holiday season. And with M-Perks, you'll save even more. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. I mentioned last Saturday I was at the Stadium Club 327 at 327 East Hoover in Ann Arbor for that huge tailgate. They have a corporate tailgate lot with artificial turf. You can rent it, companies, individuals, families, whatever. It's awesome. Lomas Brown was there with our friends from Impact Power Sports, West Michigan's Yamaha Golf Court or cart, golf cart, golf court, golf cart dealer on 14 Mile and Rockford on the west side of the state. Drew from Impact, his wife, some of their employees, Kathy Mason from their marketing team. Awesome day. Thousands of people showing up. Great event. Well, we debuted Lomas's golf cart in Honolulu, blue and silver, the logos, the flags flying. One lucky Huge Show listener is going to win Lomas Brown's cart. The drawing will be held in 2024, but you can enter by texting IMPACT to 21000. Text IMPACT to 21000. You'll be in the drawing to win Lomas's cart, courtesy of IMPACT Power Sports. And if you want a tricked-up golf cart for your golf club, uh, if you live on a course your neighborhood to tool around when the weather's nicer cottage at the lake whatever it is your business i'm telling you drew and his team at impact power sports they have the shops there they will trick one up for you whatever you want on it and however you want it to look in the lions golf card that lomas has is pretty cool just text impact to 21000 that drawing will happen i think the summer of 2024 so you have a while 
It's going to be all that. So there, there's, there's some good time in this contest. Text impact to 21,000. Speaking of impact, I have a good feeling that Jonathan Smith eventually will make a huge impact in East Lansing as a Spartans head football coach. I think it's a great hire, but because of the fallout from Mel Tucker and transfer portal and flipping rosters and coaches, I don't think he's going to go the massive transfer portal way that Mel Tucker did, uh, but it will take some time and patience by the Spartan Nation to rebuild it. But to me, he was the best coach on the market. I know Elko ended up at Texas A&M. Job well done by Alan Howler. Haven't said a lot of good things about administration at Michigan State uh, in a while, but I'll go with Howler, A-plus on this hire. Graham Couch, Couch in the Room podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal. He is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. And Graham, I think it's a job well done getting Jonathan Smith into East Lansing. Yeah, executed without a lot of drama. Um, and, and quickly, swiftly, you, you go get your guy. It's done by halftime of the, the you know the noon games on, on the final Saturday of the season. I mean, helped out by both the teams uh, playing on Friday night, both Oregon State and MSU. But yeah, I mean... It, it was a weird search in the sense that you know they had 10, 11 weeks to do it, and a lot of that is evaluation. And it was interesting because I think one thing that uh, Alan Haller learned from being a part of previous searches was just how messy they can get when there are too many leaks, when too much stuff gets out, and it puts coaches in weird spots to then deny the, their interest and you can lose guys. And uh, So it was really a, a search uh, for a long time that was just him. And uh, just Haller and and then, you know, a couple other people here and there. But it, it kept it very close to the vest, and that's why it really broke the way it did. Uh, how will he rebuild uh, this program in East Lansing? Uh, if you look at Jonathan Smith, and he came to you, Graham, and said, hey, your ideas on what is not just the quickest path, but what is the strongest road to take to try and make Michigan State an upper-tier team again in the expanding Big Ten. What would you say to him? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you've got to build something solid before you can have something great. And I think he understands that coming from Oregon State. I mean, he understands certain dynamics. He may not understand Michigan, Michigan State, but uh, he understands what it's like to have a rival that sometimes looks down on you. That's what Oregon, Oregon State is, right? There's some similar dynamics in that sense. He understands what it's like not to have every resource in the world um, relative to some of the people you're trying to compete with. But the, the, the big thing I would say is, especially with the expanded playoff, get yourself to a solid base. Build it how you know how to build it. Because I, I think once you are winning seven or eight games a year, and if you can do that consistently, you'll be able to recruit at a different level. You'll be able to have the years where you're at 10, 11 wins here and there and, and in the playoff. And that success sort of feeds itself. And I, I think that's something D'Antonio you know, had going for a minute and really that 2016 class that wound up being a disaster, but was so highly rated. I mean, that was their attempt then to take it to the next level. And, and, and uh, I think if that goes differently, you know, the, the, the Antonio era might've ended differently. I just, I, I said this the minute I heard the news Saturday when I was down in Ann Arbor, that to me, again, D'Antonio came from Cincinnati and there was the hope they were going to get Kelly, you know, it was a split faction and I know D'Antonio turned out to be one of the better coaches Michigan State has had. But from day one, uh, one of the strongest hires ever for Michigan State. Now the question is, what type of roster will Coach Smith have to deal with now as 
We're getting almost hourly updates on the Michigan State season over, and guys are leaving, and they're expecting more to leave for the portal because they weren't recruited by these coaches, and they want to get out right now. Well, there are a couple things to note with the portal decisions. One, unless you're a graduate transfer, none of these kids can actually get in the portal until December 4th. So some of these kids have already said they're open to coming back, but they want to explore their options. So they are going to have to re-recruit the roster. And I think some of these guys, you know, the the, the core of that young defense, especially, uh, maybe Sam Levitt at quarterback, uh, th- those are guys that, you know, you, you know, some of the younger receivers, although they have not been impressive to this point, but that you're going to want to re-recruit them because how painful this is will depend partly on how many of the, the best, at, you know, pieces of the previous roster you can keep. And there will be some guys, I think, that probably come over from Morgan State. There's going to be, um, you know, some other guys gotten in the portal. But, you know, the, this is not a staff change that was happening because the previous staff had zero recruits in the fold. In fact, the 2022 and 23 classes, just based on rankings and numbers of four stars, are up there with the best classes Michigan State's ever had. Now, were they developing quickly enough? They're not yet in their performance years. Who knows? But you want as many of those kids to stick around, and that will determine, I think, you know, how quickly you can be competitive. Who's going to be the quarterback? Uh, this could be a you know a game show. Uh, who will be the Michigan State quarterback uh, come the season opener against Florida Atlantic? Who is it? That's a great question. I mean, it has to be a transfer kind of portal guy, right? I would think. Well, right? or it could be, or it could, or it could be Sam Levitt. One of the two. Uh, if it's Sam Levitt, that that would be the ideal situation in some ways. I mean, he was a true freshman, looked really promising. We'll see if he sticks around. Um, the kid from Oregon State. Was a young player. There's some thought that he will follow to Michigan State. I don't know that yet. He's a quarterback guy, you know, by pedigree. Uh, Jonathan Smith is so that that helps in this scenario. He probably knows what he wants. Uh, he can sell that to, to kids. Uh, but you're right; they do need to get a quarterback, and more than that, then they need to get some playmakers. I mean, other than Malik Carr against Indiana, they really didn't have playmakers on this offense, and that was a big problem for them this year. They just don't have enough juice, and so they've got to. They've got to bring in a couple guys that give defenses problems uh, because, you know, as, as much as when Sam Levitt showed flashes when he was in there and you might be able to get a, a really good, exciting quarterback, no quarterback was going to have great success with the playmakers that were around him with this and the, the offensive line that was there with this particular group. Patience is not a virtue of any social network. Uh, the Spartan fan base, whether it's the message boards or whether it's Spartan Twitter, how patient will they be? With Jonathan Smith, well, they'll have to be patient. I mean, he's he's going to have a, a decent amount of a decent length contract. I don't, you know, unless he makes some serious mistake like Mel Tucker did, uh, he's going to have some time. And he also, this is, you know, this is a Allen Haller hire. In other words, the AD who's in place made the hire. Now Haller could get swept out at some point, but you, you know, when the current administration makes the hire. That person often is going to have the backing, and, and I, I think people want this to succeed. Uh, I, I think they'll they'll give him time. Uh, they'll give him a year or two. It, it, they understand that next year may not be great. What I think they want to see, though, and I think this is really important, they want to see competence. And I think one of the strengths of Mel Tucker's 2021 year that's overlooked a little bit and that fell apart afterwards was it wasn't just Kenneth Walker and they had two NFL receivers and all that was great. 
but it looked like a really competent football program. When they went down to Miami, the way they played, the way they hung in there with Michigan, what they did, there were, there were lots of games where it looked like coaching competence, program competence. And then they didn't just lose the next two seasons. They seemed to lose competence. And I think that stuff can show itself on the field. You don't need to be a great team, but if it looks like you've got a competent staff and a program that is sort of moving together, uh, people will be more patient. You know what it is, and it, and and that difference between not just Kenneth Walker, but the eleven and two season, that when you live by the transfer portal, you can die by it, Graham. Well, yeah, but they also had two NFL receivers who were D'Antonio recruits on that team. Oh yeah, Reed, you know, right, yeah. yeah, and, and Naylor, who were both both still, you know, both playing and doing fine. So, I, you know, I think there was more. You know, there were some guys from the D'Antonio era who were. Really good players, it, it, and that happens a lot. Like Brett Bielema just went through this at Illinois. I, Illinois was really good in year two, and now they had a struggle in year three. And Bielema is still a good coach. He just had a lot of NFL guys. The previous regime actually recruited pretty well at the end, and, and sometimes that happens. So, uh, And that could happen for Jonathan Smith here, where it turns out that these guys in the 2022 and 2023 class, most of them choose to stay, and that winds up being the foundation of the next couple of years, and, and, and they're okay. And Michigan also got it right. You know, at the time when he got his $95 million deal, it looked like Harbaugh, that could have been his final year. Or what was the future of Michigan? And Harbaugh has had this incredible turnaround now. And you got Ohio State, and you look at Penn State, and Michigan State wishes they were out west. I mean, they should have beat Iowa at Iowa. They, you know, literally, again, not that they would have been a bold team, but they could have been in contention. Then they lay the egg Friday night, and they play like, they don't even care. I don't know if they heard the coach had been hired before everyone else. Uh, they did not show up. I thought that was one of the most pathetic performances I've ever seen from a Michigan State team. It was. It was not good. It was. They were completely outclassed in ways that they weren't even. It was the first time. You know, they got beaten soundly by Ohio State, by Michigan, by Washington. But this was the first time I thought, boy, if you could have like a running clock, like in high school or peewee football, <laughs> yeah. or just stop the game, you, you'd do it. Because this is this is really ugly. I, I do think one of the things with Jonathan Smith that that was attractive is is you, you talk about that Michigan dynamic, and there is no doubt that that feeds into the psyche and soul of the MSU fan. Right when Michigan has it rolling like this, it is it is painful. And um, like Kirk Ferentz this Saturday could be a legend. Uh, they might build Kirk Ferentz a statue on Michigan State's campus if somehow Iowa pulled off one of the great upsets of all time, which they're not going to do. But but if, one of the things D'Antonio did early is he spoke to the soul of the MSU fan. He understood how they felt. And so before he really flipped the script on that rivalry for a while, he, he, he spoke to them in certain ways. And I think Jonathan Smith, a guy who played at Oregon State, you know, comes back to his alma mater in a place that is, is, has fewer resources than, than MSU by quite a ways, but deals with that dynamic with Oregon. He will understand it. He may not understand Michigan, Michigan State, but he will understand exactly what that is to MSU people, and that's really important. You know, Graham, I have to tell you something. Uh, in all those photos of him jumping on, you know, the Michigan State private jet, on coming back home, on speaking to the crowd, I had the double take when I said, why in the hell did Alan Haller hire Jim Comperoni as a new football uh, huge, coach? Huge mistake, wasn't it? I was. I looked. I double went on the plane. I'm like, how come get on the plane with the new coach? Because I had seen the new the facing. Because you see him in a hat. You see him on the sidelines. Coaches look different than they're you know when they're out of their coaching clothes. And I'm like, 
and Comp's sharing it for Michigan State football. And I'm like, how did Comp get on the plane with the new coach? That is the coach. It's not Comp. <laughs> I want to see at the press conference tomorrow, I'm looking forward to seeing Comp and Jonathan Smith in the same room, just to make sure. Yes, I'm being honest. I did. I there was a couple different photos where because I follow you know Comp and he comes on the show and talks Michigan State and I'm like he looks exactly like Jonathan Smith, the new head coach. Look at Jim Comperoni, folks, on Twitter. Look at his photo on his uh, Twitter page or at SpartanMeg.com, and then look at Jonathan Smith. It's crazy. Graham Couch, Couch in the Room podcast. Listen to it. It's well worth the listen wherever you download podcast. Opinion maker, Lansing State Journal. This is a hire to me that stabilizes a very fragile, not athletic department, because Izzo has it strong on his side, and their team will be fine. They just need to find consistent shooting. But, you know, leadership finally making the right move. And Alan Haller, the way it leaked that he wanted to – you know, discipline Mel Tucker earlier and someone above him said no. Uh, that got out there, then the new coach is hired. So whatever Haller did on positioning, uh, it was a good week for him. It was. You know, one of the things, and I, I got off the phone with him a little bit ago for a column I'm ready, uh, heading into the press conference tomorrow, but just, you know, he, when he was out there interviewing um, with uh, with Jonathan Smith and his wife, he could, he was he could picture – Tom and Lupe is like that was part of what he saw, like the 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 place needing that sort of next cultural icon, maybe too strong a word, but but a staple of who Michigan State is for a long time, and I think that's his hope. I agree, and you know I wish Jim Camperoni all the best, and good luck, uh, Jim Camperoni as replacement Tucker. <laughs> Tough job, for Jim. I mean, Tom. That I don't, is that a pay upgrade? By the way, speaking of pay, is there any? I know eventually it will come out, but did Haller or anything uh, get published yeah. on what the deal is? What I, what I know, yeah, and I, I do sort of know. I um, I don't have the contract in hand, but I believe it's going to be. Similar, fewer years, but similar to what Mel Tucker was making before the donor help, if that makes any sense. So, just coming from the university, so in that seven million dollar range. Yeah, seven million probably a seven year deal, seven million, something like that, right? Yeah, 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 yep, right in that right. range. Yeah, oh, fifty million. That's that's it's market value, and I, yeah, I don't it again. Puts, it'll, It'll put them in the middle of the Big Ten once the four schools from out west are in. And that's fair pay. That's fair pay. And then we don't know how much Mel, if he'll ever get anything, or that might give them room to settle if they want to, or how that ever works out behind closed doors, or if it gets uh, to a courtroom. I know, though, with this move moving forward, it wouldn't surprise me if they would offer Tucker something just to have this never have to hit the headlines again. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it'll be interesting because they're going to have a new president in place probably pretty quickly. And I think that person will have some say in that. And I'll be curious to see where they're headed. Yeah, they, they would be seriously. I, I, if it's if you got him at uh, seven years at $7 million, whatever it is, close to a ballpark, and you already had it earmarked for $77 million, $75 million, whatever you owed him, I don't have the exact dollar number. But gosh, just give him $15, 20000000 million, have it never go to headlines again, and then you, you start a new era with Jonathan Smith. That would be my call. Yeah, I'll be very curious to see whether they do that because I also think there's a chance. What you don't want to do is is this goes 
to a lengthy legal battle, and, and Mel gets a lot more than that. So or, that or, and know. just the headlines. They don't need the headlines anymore. Yeah. Yep. You know, the $20 million might be a lot. Someone say, oh, don't pay them a dime, though. No. While you have Jonathan Smith trying to reload, rebuild, however you want to phrase it, you don't need more headlines with Mel Tucker in the past. You don't. No, that's, that's very true. Very true. Graham Couch, Couch of the Root podcast all over this. Jonathan Smith press conference is tomorrow. We'll talk about that on the show after 3 o'clock on the Michigan Sports Network. Graham, appreciate the update. Anytime. Talk to you, Bill. All right, Graham Couch joining us. I like him. He's a straight shooter. Yeah, I would. I, I know he, he could fight for it all, but you go offer him 10, 20 million bucks and say we're done. And then there's non-disclosure. There's no more lawsuits. And you get this, because that's what Jonathan Smith felt like this weekend, was a deep breath for the Michigan State fans that we got a coach who's solid on and off the field, who has a track record of building a winner. Let's move this train forward. And that's why you settle with Mel and you get a deal done. We do have one final segment straight ahead. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Book your stay this fall in a luxurious first-class room and receive $50 premium play, a $20 spa credit, and a $25 dining credit. Rates are just $289 a night, Sunday through Thursday, and $339 on Fridays and Saturdays. Reserve your room now, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. 
miss holiday deals at Meyer. Shop select Lego play sets for 30% off. December home holiday indoor decor is buy one, get one 50% off. And December home holiday ornaments and lifelike trees and Phillips lights are 20% off. These deals and products won't last long at these prices. Head to Meyer today to shop holiday deals in one stop. Plus, pay the same low buyer price no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back wrapping up a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. New customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up can bet 5 bucks on the Pistons or any NBA game and get 150 instantly in bonus bets, win or lose. Just use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And like I said, New customers will get that 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting. It's $5 on the Pistons or NBA basketball. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only with code HUGE. Superfly, hey, stellar job on this Monday broadcast. Very swift moving to everybody. We will talk tomorrow at 3. Big. Bad. Huge.